Eve and all my friends are here. Wrapping up presents, it happens once a year. I do my best when I'm wrapping my gifts. I take a lot of pride when I put the gift inside of the rap rap. Rap rap. Yeah, come on, say it again, y'all. The rap rap. Rap rap. Yeah, yeah. It takes time and it takes a lot of caring. Put the ribbon on, feels good when you're sharing. All right, Grimey. We are days away from the 2021 Christmas Day. How you feeling over there, bud? I'm feeling pretty good. I actually have a turkey in the oven right as we're speaking. Oh, not a Christmas goose? No, 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 no. We, uh, I've never had Christmas goose. Have you ever had Christmas goose? No, no. I probably would if there was an old white guy yelling at me from, like, the second floor to go buy him one. <laughs> I would try, like, a piece. But other than that, like, I'm good. I don't know. There's something about it. Well, I don't know. It sounds kind of good. Anyways, so you're cooking. You've got a little uh, holiday party that you're doing with your siblings, I think you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Sometime around 5. It is currently a little afternoon, so we've got plenty of time to do this. And uh... Oh, very nice. Are you guys you guys doing a gift exchange or...? Uh, we do the, um, what you call that? The, uh, what is that? Is it called the white elephant or the elephant? White elephant. Thing? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but yeah, we get into that. Nice. Nice. Are you giving out a uh, free karate lesson? Is that the gift that you're giving? You know, I thought about it. Um, you thought about it. But yeah. after, yeah. after going through our last podcast episode, um, I decided it wasn't mm. the best gift to give out. So yeah, we're going to yeah. skip that. Yeah. So you're probably going to be giving gifts, you're going to be eating, you're going to be putting on any Christmas specials in the background? You know, it's funny you would ask that, because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, I figured as much. So yeah, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite Christmas specials, either present or from our childhood, right? Absolutely. It's not just going to be you and me this time. Who else we having on board with us? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, We have one of our friends... Who we've known for, I think, literal years at this point since uh, we started Dem Boys. Our friend Bobby. She, you might know her from over on TikTok, uh, the Afternoon Special. You might have listened to her podcast where you can stream it pretty much anywhere. Hi, I'm Bobby. Uh, she's here to talk Christmas specials with us. Hi, Bobby. How are you doing? Hi guys. That was that was that intro was wonderful. It felt like I was listening to like a radio play. That was amazing. It's really nice. Wow. Thank you so much. I was so unprepared, <laughs> so ill prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, like, I know. I was listening to you three minutes before you hit record and you guys were a hot mess. You you nailed it. I really suspended some disbelief in that moment. That was wonderful. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into it, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what you do, uh, fill our listeners in. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, well, you were, when you were introing me, it was kind of crazy that we have known each other for years, but like not, like this is the first time that we're speaking, like voice to that voice, so that's actually insane, because I think when we virtually met, I was like a sophomore in college, and now I'm like two years removed from college. Uh, So that's wild. And time is what it is. Anyways. Time is a concept. (laughs) It's a concept. It's a journey. Um, But yeah, I I just talk about mainly cartoons and pop culture for thousands to see on TikTok. And that is currently my job right now. So that's pretty cool. And also kind of lame if you think about it too hard. Um, I feel like 
that's what I just spend most of my days doing, like watching old stuff and ruminating on it. Uh, but I, honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, it's kind of not lame, though. That's kind of my dream. So you are <laughs> living someone's dream. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we're over here like, that's lame? Dude, we have to go to work and like talk to customers on the phone? It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I it's only it only gets lame when I have to explain it to someone who's like mm, not mm-hmm. really well versed in like any digital space. So I'm like, yeah, like I make videos online. They're like, oh, what about like about, you know, current events? And I'm like, no, more so like, <laughs> like video essays on things that were supposed to happen and animated movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the worst part about doing what uh, we all do, I think, mm-hmm. is this time of year having to see our older family who have just always worked like real jobs, if you will call them that, I suppose. And then they're like, oh, that's cute. So you make like stickers? And you're like, yeah, yeah. I make stickers or I, I make instagram posts about a show that you don't remember from 30 years ago and they're like and how do you make money off that again you're like don't i don't want to get into it with you yeah 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 there's nothing worse than being asked about your money situation like almost immediately at family gatherings Mm -hmm. well anyways glad to have you on glad that you're doing what you're doing because you contribute really great things to the internet i think and uh Without any further ado, would y'all like to get into it? Absolutely. Santa Claus is on his way, he's loaded, get his own sled, jump him up on Christmas Day, and I'll say howdy ho! Mr. Hanky, shh, I'll keep him trying. Don't you go when I'm a fire, sing a song, I sound a choir, pray a song, I'm only tired, I'll say howdy ho! Kyle, what are you doing in there? Nothing! All right, so for my first pick of my favorite Christmas special... Uh, I have decided to go with the third season, 15th episode of South Park, titled Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. Is anybody else here familiar with this episode or this musical or this album, I should say? Absolutely. I have the CD and I believe I have the VHS tape too. Oh, no way. Wow. I recently just bought the vinyl of this. Bobby, have you ever seen this episode? Do you know uh, much about South Park? Or I don't. South Park is kind of a, a little bit of a like a blight on my adult animation, uh, I guess, like map. I haven't really seen much of South Park, so I'm excited to listen right. and learn. Yeah, well, with this one, this is probably a great place to start. Um, it's an entirely musical episode. Um, so I don't know... Again, if you don't know much about South Park, I feel like even people who don't know much about South Park know who Mr. Hankey is. Like, he kind of just transcended South Park as a show and just, like, crossed over into pop culture, I feel like, back then. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, he's a piece of poop with a Santa hat on. How is he not going to, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, So much so that when I actually was watching home videos the other day, I like to do that this time of year. And I believe this would have been uh, from 1998, my home video. But my grandfather is sitting in a recliner on Christmas Eve, and we're all down his house. And he has a T-shirt on with Mr. Hanky on it. 
and the man never watched South Park. So I, I'm just oh, classic. Like, yeah, exactly. So when I say it transcended, it transcended, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, anyways, this is just a really, really great episode um, because you don't need to know much about what's going on in South Park. Uh, it's just all Christmas songs, and it's all different characters from the show, and they're all given different songs to sing and uh like i had previously mentioned they turned it into an album which was awesome and that's just in my rotation every christmas same um i it's honestly it might be my favorite christmas album out there it's so good it's just it's like it's funny when you're a teenager and then the more you listen to it you're like wow this was actually really well done really well composed so what i will mention is it's you know a 22 minute episode like most episodes are or tend to be um but the album itself is a bit longer it's got quite a few extra tracks that weren't on this episode right and i'll tell you what it's kind of a shame like this is one of those things i wish got an extended version somehow that i could see all of these animated because they're all so so good that would be cool do you uh i don't mean to stop you but do you have a favorite song from the album absolutely christmas time in hell there is so good no no question in my mind uh well actually you know what i've got two because uh from the album um it didn't make it into the animation but let me just look this up because i want to make sure that i'm getting this right all right the name the title of the song uh here we go it is Swiss Colony Beef Log. Yes, the one with Cartman. Cartman. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. good. It's so brilliant because it just starts off as this, <laughs> uh, as this song about, um, you know, this time of year. It's not as common now. It was more common when we were kids, and even before that, I think. But um, Grime, you'd know the name of it better. The 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 meats like the summer sausages and like cheeses. Oh the yeah, packages yeah. there. Do you, do you remember what those were called? There was Something like one farms. Company. Yeah, but so those were like really popular to give as gifts for some reason. Just give like terrible meat and cheese to people. I legitimately <laughs> I just know. bought one to give for the the elephant gift thing today. <laughs> Legit, unbelievable. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so so the whole song is just about how the neighbors always give. <laughs> Eric Cartman and and his mom one of those packs every year and yeah. like apparently that's the thing that he looks forward most to every Christmas <laughs> and the neighbors are traveling this year so they didn't give him that and so it's he's just talking about how bummed he is and how he's not getting in the Christmas spirit because he doesn't have these like prepackaged meats to eat <laughs> um, and then the song goes on and then eventually it ends with the theme song to Swiss Colony Beef Log, they made a theme song that they shoved into the end of that song, and it just works so beautifully. It's it so does. Funny. It's so good. Wow. I yeah, that's, yeah. That was a journey that we just went on with you describing. I, I did a lot of talking about meats, and I would have it no other way. No other way. <laughs> a lot of great stuff going on, and uh, I always wanted to watch it when I was a kid. wasn't allowed because I feel like that's just – 
the story of every person my age from back then. You wanted to watch South Park and you weren't allowed, but I did, and I watch it every year now, and it's great. And I want to round this off with a couple facts that I found, which are really interesting pieces of trivia. So there's one song uh, in, in this special, the Dreidel song, and at one point uh, the dad sings a line, Courtney Cox, I love you. <laughs> You're so hot on that show. Yeah. Uh, and he sings it a few times before everybody notices that that's what he's saying in the Dreidel song. Um, and when he finally gets called out, the wife, uh, Miss Broflosky, she's like, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, so if you if you look up facts on this episode, this is the one thing that happens to pop up uh, is that Courtney Cox was at a dinner with Matt Stone and Trey Parker, and she had mentioned to to everybody at the dinner that she was so flattered by these guys that they included her in a song and made it all about her, and they had no idea what she was talking about because it was years after this episode had released. <laughs> so she's up there <laughs> praising them for including her in one of these songs, and they're like, what is she talking about? <laughs> uh, so I, I really thought that was pretty funny. Um, and (laughs) one other bit to mention, and I thought this is really good. So if you watch this episode, um, every time there's a commercial break, there's a news announcer that pops up and he's got a really bad mustache on and it's like two seconds. And he says, fighting the frizzies at 11. (laughs) And this happens like three or four times throughout the episode. And so you're going, what the hell is this about? Why does this guy keep popping up and saying fighting the frizzies? So apparently... That's a reference to a bootleg tape of the Star Wars holiday special from the late 70s, the one that everybody thinks is just like the worst thing or the best thing, depending on how you like campiness. And I guess at uh, this particular um, tape that, that was going around like at conventions that was really popular with bootleggers, that particular tape, it said in a news clip at the end of the news special fighting the frizzies at 11 and whoever taped it thought it was funny and then just left that in so for years all of the bootleg tapes were making the rounds and uh, that must have inspired Matt and Trey and they put that in this special at every commercial break except uh, for at the end when it actually shows the fighting of the frizzies Um, Apparently, the original news broadcast from the Star Wars holiday special was talking about how to fight frizzy hair. It was a a (laughs) segment about that. (laughs) And what they actually did was just put a guy in a big furry suit and then the news anchor that kept saying fighting the frizzies at 11 together in a boxing ring and the credits roll and the two of them are boxing each other. Wow. Pretty good. So that was the little bit of trivia I found out about this episode. So cool. So, yeah, that was the Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics episode. I love it, and you should all check it out. Great pick, man. Great pick. Mm-hmm. Friday. A holiday treat that's meant to be shared. It's time I gave you your present. <laughs> Gather around for a Muppet Family Christmas. Ho, ho, ho! Okay, so my first pick 
is the Muppet Family Christmas. This was a Christmas television special starring Jim Henson's Muppets. It first aired on December 16th back in 1987 on the ABC television network in the United States and has been released multiple times on VHS and DVD and I'm not quite sure if it ever had a Blu-ray. I own the uh, VHS and the DVDs apparently are like pretty rare to come by if it's not bootleg, if it's an official one. Um, you might have gold, so hang on to it. <laughs> now, the plot, Fozzie Bear and the rest of the Muppets, they decide to surprise Fozzie's mother with a, a Christmas visit. Fozzie describes what his mom's probably doing at the moment, says that she's like probably depressed and sad because she's spending all of her time at this farmhouse and like talks about how lonely and sad <laughs> she is. Oh yeah, yeah, she's at this farmhouse in the middle of nowhere and Fozzie's like on their way there. He's like, you know, my mom's probably sitting by herself and, you know, wishing she had some company for the Christmas season. And the funny thing wow. is like they get there and she's like not upset at all. She's actually like just getting ready to go on a trip to Malibu. She took like surfing lessons and all kinds of stuff and she's leaving her house to these, uh, what's it, Doc and Sprocket from the Fraggles. Do you, are you guys Ooh. familiar with those characters? Yeah. I am very unversed with the Fraggles, so you'll have to fill me in. Okay, so Fraggles. Uh, Doc and Sprocket, they're just like, Doc is a, a, a human um, and Sprocket is this okay. like puppet dog. Um, the dog sees the Fraggles and Doc like has no idea what the dog's like freaking out about most of the time. So like, I don't know, there's a play on that. Um, okay, interesting. So basically the whole crew of the Muppets, the Fraggles, the Sesame Street gang, they all come to Fozzie's mom's house and ruin her vacation plans. So you're basically saying this was Christmas with the Cranks with Muppets <laughs> like 20 years before Christmas with the Cranks. You know, that's a pretty good way of explaining it. Yeah, it's that's pretty spot on. So Doc and Sprocket are actually there to uh, watch the house while she's gone. And they're there to like have a quiet Christmas. So that makes it even funnier. So were you big on this when you were a kid or did this come into your life like later on? Because I have personally never heard of that special. Oh, this one. So uh, I actually just talked about it on the live with Louie for the uh, Haunted Hangover just a couple of days ago. Um, okay. I always talk about this like long VHS tape that we've had in my family. Uh, when we were kids, we had this VHS tape that had like a thousand different Christmas specials on it. And this was on there. It was the last one and it was a perfect way to blow it out. So yeah, ever since I was a kid, ever since I can remember remembering anything Christmas like this, this was part of it. And I was born in 89, right around when this uh, came out. So very long time. Uh, and I still watch it at least a dozen times before the season's over. Like I have probably watched it at least 20 <laughs> times, whether it's like while I'm writing something or if I'm cooking or if I'm uh, sometimes before bed, I'll throw my headphones in. I'll just let it play. Uh, yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but anyway um yeah it's basically like a, a christmas musical though with like little tidbits in between storylines they sing songs like jingle bell rock jingle bells santa claus is coming to town and so on they end it with this medley of like i think there's like 10 or 11 different christmas songs all together i can't remember off the top of my head what they are but uh, it's amazing just like seeing them all in one room and that actually brings me to the trivia part of it uh, two big things one this is one of the only existing films that feature the Muppets the Sesame Street gang the Fraggles as well as puppet versions 
of the Muppet Babies all at one time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think there might be one other movie or special that they might all be in. I don't know about the Muppet Babies, though. I would have to look that one up. The second one, Jim Henson himself has a cameo just before the end credits where he's doing dishes with Sprocket and talking about how uh, he likes to see all the Muppets happy. And that it doesn't matter that he's doing the dishes. He just likes to see them happy. So oh, yeah, that's so pure. That is oh, that's so nice. That's so anytime yeah. Jim shows up, I'm like, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> cool. Well, I might have to pop that one on. I've never checked that out. Um, Bobby, did you say that you've seen this one or? I in having it like described again, I don't think I have. I feel like there's so many Muppets Christmas like adjacent things. And right. everyone has a very specific <laughs> yes. one that they like really remember. Um, so I definitely think this one might have passed me by, but I do want to revisit it because it just sounds very like pure and sweet. We just were on Disney Plus the other night, and I feel like I saw at least four or five Muppets mm. Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Including Muppet Christmas Carol. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I I can't get enough. I wish they would make more, honestly. One a year would be good with me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this this particular one's not on uh, Disney+, Plus, but for anybody that does want to watch it in its entirety, um, it is on YouTube. Uh, if you just search uh, Muppet Family Christmas, there might be like two or three videos up there. Make sure that you watch the one that has everything in it. There are versions where a lot of stuff is cut out, just like random things. So uh, yeah, if if you are interested, it is up there. It's not hard to find at all. Now for those who's inviting me down now on such short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. 4.30, stare into the abyss. My first pick, which I guess is not really a special so much as it's a full-length Uh, movie but it is ron howard's how the grinch stole christmas um nice i consider myself to be a grinch apologist i since i was a kid thought that the grinch was like the main protagonist like before he turned good i was like no i get why he doesn't want to be bothered like as a kid i was like why is he wanting to change like why are the who's trying to change him (laughs) Um, so i i feel like you guys have seen this movie right oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. just watched it the other night oh my god but i'm sorry i don't mean to like bogart this but can i just uh, drop a quick tidbit and just say uh, like a year or two ago i found out that there's an extended version that they only show on tv and that blew my mind because i've never seen it before yeah there's like now i mean you're probably like me you've seen this 2000 grinch movie like a million times right yeah like so they don't sell this on like DVD. You cannot buy it. But I was at my friend's house and he had it on whatever it was, ABC Family or something like that. And there was a scene like towards the beginning of the movie, you know, where they're kind of going around the town and they're showing all the shops and how crazy they are. Mm-hmm. It was a scene and I knew exactly where the scene ended and it just kept going. Wow. I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> so that's out there. So if you're like me. Try to find that somehow because you just get more of exactly what you want. But anyways, I digress. I just had to tell you that. I was so excited. That is 
honestly, like now I want to go and like try and hunt it down on cable. <laughs> um, so I'm so glad I'm at my parents' house because I definitely do not have cable. Um, but <laughs> same, same. But anyways, I feel like we all kind of know the general like premise of the story. The Grinch is like this weird being and it's funny i saw this tweet um the other day and it was like is the grinch like his race is it his occupation like what is grinch and i feel like i'm going to be pondering that for uh, a little while now because uh, i have no idea what the answer to that question is but anyways it's a really good question like it's so many uh, like <laughs> what, is what is grinch i don't i don't know um but the grinch lives on this big old mountain and he kind of he just is a social recluse he wants to be he doesn't want to be bothered um, which, you know, retweet, that is so relatable these days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he lives above the Who's, who are these very altruistic beings um, who love Christmas. Like, that's their whole thing. And in theory, to kind of fast track the synopsis here, uh, the Who's insist on bothering the Grinch and kind of like like making him this monster when really he just does not want to be bothered with them. But eventually one little girl, Cindy Lou Who, um, which in this version she's played by uh, Taylor Momsen, she kind of gets through to the Grinch and brings him into the holiday cheer and eventually like somehow the Grinch finds love in this movie uh, with Christine Berensky. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, that's always left me scratching my head. I'm like, well, I mean, good for him, but oh, it's so okay. good though. It is. It's so. It's just crazy that, like, in theory, the ugliest being in this universe snags the hottest babe in this universe, and I just that's really right. like. <laughs> I just think that's so inspirational, honestly. Um, but yeah, so he he finds love. He finds Christmas. And his heart grows three times the size that it was. And it's just a really good, like, feel-good movie. Um, it's absolutely insane just watching it. Um, because I, first of all, in 2000, I was, like, literally two years old. So I kind of discovered this movie, like, in the years that would follow. Um, and every time I watch it, no matter how old I am, I still look at it and I am like, how did this movie truly get made? How we were we were talking about that the other night because my sister uh, was also a film major in college, and she was just watching it through the eyes of that the other day and was like, "There is so much money on the screen right now. Yeah, I don't understand how this movie got such a high budget. It's crazy. It's so insane. And literally, like, it for the longest time um, was like." It's not, I appreciate that it's not like forgotten by time because um, I feel like a lot of high budget like holiday things tend to like kind of get forgotten. Yeah, so true. Um, but this one has remained kind of in the like pop culture zeitgeist for so long, especially like going to Universal Studios Hollywood and the set was like up for 20 plus years. Now I think they tore it down, which is sad. Um, but it remained and people still like talk about this movie and i think this is the version of the grinch that people kind of hold most dear like people like the 60s one but i think this one is the most i don't know beloved i think yeah i feel like it just there's a whole generation that grew up with this being their grinch that like it's really hard to go back to the boris karloff one not because it's not good but because it's like yeah but it's not jim carrey yeah 
Like it's, right. it's just not, and it's not as funny. And I think the Grinch is kind of very one, like me giving a very psycho analysis of the Grinch right now. But um, like <laughs> the 60s Grinch <laughs> is just so like one note. And it just, it feels like you're reading the book, which is what it was supposed to be. But I think, I don't know, Jim Carrey brought a lot of dimension to the to the character and really made him relatable. Completely. I, I agree. Um, I was just going to say that, uh, so I'm, I think I'm the oldest one here, right? Probably. 32. Yes. Okay, so with my in my perspective, so I grew up obviously with the uh, the former, you know, um, Boris Karloff Grinch, uh, and I, I I love both. Don't get me wrong, um, but yeah, like like you said, the original is just like reading the book. It really is. Whereas like when you get this this other Grinch, Jim Carrey, you have it's just like he's so human. There isn't very much dialogue in the original at all. I think there's like what one or two real lines of him actually speaking whereas like in this other movie, Jim Carrey is speaking the entire time and he has actual <laughs> emotions and feelings and like he expresses them quite often. Yeah, I feel like for me at least, cause I'm, I'm probably the youngest among us here, so I'm 23. And so for a lot of like growing up in like in elementary school and middle school, um, when we would have holiday parties, we would watch the original um, Grinch. Cause I guess that was a little bit more kid appropriate than the, ron howard one um but i would save the ron howard one for when i would go home and like watch christmas movies because that was like that's the real christmas to me um so i appreciate it for that sure. anyways let me yeah. quit rambling on and i'll get to my my fun facts because um as we could probably expect uh from this crazy movie there are a lot of crazy things that went on uh behind the scenes one of which uh, was so the uh, the person who kind of was the person making sure that this movie still stayed in the vision of Dr. Seuss was his widow Audrey Geisel and she was kind of the head honcho of making like decisions on the script and on costumes and everything like that and so when they were kind of courting her like a lot of different production companies i suppose were courting her to want to like make this movie and a part of that process was like kind of getting the cast to meet her and her talking to them and everything so when she met jim carrey it happened to kind of overlap with jim carrey playing andy kaufman and famously he played that role very method and so Audrey Geisel did not meet Jim Carrey w during the kind of pre-production phases of The Grinch. She met Andy Kaufman. Oh, my God. And <laughs> so he only broke character to do, like, the famous, like, Grinch smile that he does. And she... <laughs> She she described it as like having a smile that should be impossible for a human uh, to have, and ultimately it's that's kind of what so true. cinched the role for for Carrie. So that was, I think that was hilarious. The fact that she had to like meet him as Andy Kaufman <laughs> because I think she was kind of notoriously very strict with the uh, the things that like could be in the film couldn't be in the film so the fact that she had to meet him as andy kaufman was hilarious that's just awesome that, very that's cool fantastic <laughs> <laughs> also kind of funny that she was like 
strict about that type of stuff. When you look at that very early 2000s output of um, Seuss-related adaptations between that and The Cat in the Hat, and wow, do they go off script. I'll tell you that. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, it's 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 something those like early like mm. dr seuss movies i kind of wish we got more of those like just let them go off the well listen the early 2000s are making a comeback all right maybe we get like reboots of other seuss properties and we just get some really inappropriate uh, adult comedians in there doing children's movies that would be i'm, I'm not opposed to it like That's the seuss universe idea. that would be all right with me oh my god <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. So um, my second fact is, so obviously Jim Carrey was in some pretty intense makeup for for this role. Um, so much so that the makeup process averaged around two and a half hours for application. So every morning it would take two and a half hours to get him into makeup. And oh at the end of shooting, it took an hour to remove it. And he oh. did this process 92 times in the duration of a filming. But Ugh. there was kind of um, a point in production where things were halted. And it was because of Jim Carrey's behavior. Um, and I think a lot of people, it's like well known that Jim Carrey's kind of a, a loose cannon on sets. He's very like zany and kind of can be a little bit obnoxious. And right. so the Grinch set was no different. And the makeup artist, I feel like I'm going to butcher their name, uh, Kasuhiro Suji. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, probably better than I could do. Absolutely. I <laughs> um, hope I pronounced their name correctly. But they were the makeup artists, and they went to production um, and took a leave of absence due to Jim Carrey's behavior because it was so um, erratic and obnoxious and really just halted the process. So production had to go production and his managers had to go to him and be like, Hey, um, there's a lot of money that's behind this, this movie right now. <laughs> and we cannot afford for production to be halted because you want to be a jackass. So can you not do that? And he didn't do that. And so Suji returned back to work and things went off without a hitch. Wow. Could you imagine if it would have gotten ruined because he's like talking about the Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> i mean shame on him for putting her or that person in position uh that position in the first place but like good on him for correcting that behavior i guess yeah right came uh, around yeah. in the end uh, movie stars so dramatic <laughs> but yeah that's that's uh, there's so much more with this movie like literally so much more um that i found but i think those were amongst the most interesting well i guess like a mini fun fact is that at the london premiere for how the grinch stole christmas uh the queen was there that's it she's well, she's the queen seen. loves the grinch she she, she loves maybe she sees a lot of herself in him i don't know <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh well guys we won't be back with another episode i'm gonna be in some sort of a prison over in england uh it's been a fun run <laughs> no <laughs> All right. So for my next pick, I should warn you, I've mentioned before, I'm a bit of a horror fan. 
And I know that's kind of a taboo subject this time of year. Uh, but there's a surprising amount of Christmas horror out there. Um, you know, some of it is a lot more graphic and gory and others are a bit more fun and playful. Uh, and I think my pick here airs on that second side, the more fun and playful, not to say that it's not without its, its gore, but I think it's a manageable amount. So my pick is the tales from the crypt episode and all through the house. It's actually the second episode ever into this series. And honestly, I think it's one of the best ones. So just right off the bat, I'm curious. Um, has anybody ever seen this episode? No, I am uh, what the kids would call a scaredy cat. So <laughs> I don't don't really like horror that much. <laughs> Uh, and Grimy, I think you mentioned you haven't seen this one, right? Right. So I've, I've seen quite a few of these uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes. I think I have all of them. Uh, I ripped them from, uh, what was it, Pirate Bay a long time ago, and I still have them. <coughs> I mean, I mean. Yeah, well, <coughs> <sighs> we, don't, we don't endorse that here on the podcast, wink. No, I really don't. I have so many <laughs> stupid movies here. I <laughs> Just ask for it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> But so okay, so you've got the series at your disposal. Yeah, and I've I don't think I've ever watched this one. Alright, so again, second episode ever. So season one, episode two, and honestly, I think this is one of the best episodes that they ever put out in the seven season run that Tales from the Crypt had. Uh plus three movies, if anybody's counting. But um so this one was actually directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um that name might sound familiar to you guys. Big Hollywood director. He's done things like uh, Back to the Future. He's been involved with, you know, Forrest Gump. Um, and just uh, pretty much anything and everything that you can think of from back in the day that you liked, he probably had his hand in. Um, but so he directed this episode. And actually, this episode was written by Fred Decker which if anybody else uh, is a big fan of 80s anything, Fred Decker was really um, had his hand in a lot of good things back then too, my favorite of which being The Monster Squad. I think that's a really super underrated horror movie slash Halloween movie. Very underrated. Oh, my God. So good. Bobby, have you ever seen that? by any chance the monster squad uh no oh gosh there's so many like monster named things i don't think so though <laughs> i know it, it's like the most generic named uh monster thing but basically just a quick rundown of what that is because you need to watch it even if you don't like horror uh it's basically the goonies at halloween oh, right and okay. that's what i'll leave it at it's very good it's very worth a watch so either way you've got these two big Hollywood powerhouses, as far as I'm concerned, teaming up for this one episode. And uh, a quick description of the episode. It's Christmas Eve. It's kind of the quintessential Christmas Eve setting. Uh, there's a fire going. There's a lot of, like, Victorian-ish furniture. So it just looks like it's sort of almost like the Home Alone house, you know, where it's sort of like upper middle class so it looks like they've got all the good presents or whatever um but it's like it's not as pleasant as it seems on the surface because nothing ever is uh so basically you find out as the episode goes on um the wife ends up 
killing the husband who is falling asleep on the couch uh, by hitting him in the head with a fireplace poker. <laughs> and just like in any sort of good uh, trashy romance, um, her her new lover comes over and the two of them are doing this so that they can be together and get his health, uh, his life insurance money uh, and then basically run away to wherever and, you know, be in love. Uh, so. While that's happening, um, her and the lover go outside to bury the body in the snow. It's snowing outside. And uh, you hear um, a a thing come over the radio that somebody uh, has escaped from a mental institution and he's dressed like Santa Claus. And so that sets it up. So they're trying to dispose of the husband's body. And then all of a sudden, as you would expect, this uh, deranged Santa Claus shows up and basically starts going after the wife and her boyfriend. Um, and all the while, she actually has a daughter upstairs, a very young girl, and she was afraid of Santa Claus in the beginning, and now she's still afraid of Santa Claus because Santa Claus is trying to kill her mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it sounds a lot more serious and scary than it actually is. I promise you, it definitely comes off as something that's more lighthearted and uh, just it, it's kind of goofy overall. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It's the overall like, tone with these uh, episodes is kind of campy, but like, yeah, done done well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this one, um, like I said, definitely a bit more campy. It's a good time and. Uh, if you can like remove all the murder and the <laughs> insurance plotting uh, from from here, it definitely um, it's got that Christmassy feel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, aside from the murder, um, but yeah. So I really like this one. I definitely recommend it. Um, I didn't see this one until I was a little bit older, and I'm glad because this probably would have scarred me when I was a little kid. But uh, <laughs> so I found some a couple interesting tidbits on this. So I'm not sure if either of you are aware, but Tales from the Crypt actually started out as a comic book series back in the 50s, like the 40s and the 50s. Oh, yeah. And they were they were horror comics back then. So obviously the TV show is an adaptation of those horror comics. But this actually wasn't the first time that this story had been adapted from one of those comics. I actually found out that there was a 1972 film of Tales from the Crypt, and I think it's actually in a double pack with something called The Vault of Horror, which was another one of those EC comics, horror comics from back in the day. Um, And they actually had adapted this story back in the 70s in a film. So there actually is another version of this that you could go watch if you wanted to, but uh, I do think this is probably the better version. And I also found out something really interesting is that this episode actually appears in Lethal Weapon 2. So (laughs) you can see the family watching uh, TV and basically the whole thing is that uh, the family in Lethal Weapon 2, their daughter is going to be on a commercial. So they're waiting for the daughter's TV commercial to come on. And you can see that this is the episode of TV that they're watching while they're waiting for the commercial break to come, which I thought was pretty funny. Also interesting because Tales from the Crypt was an HBO show, so there wouldn't have been any commercials. So I thought that was (laughs) a little weird, but 
kind of kind of cool nonetheless very cool yeah so if you guys feel like getting a little spooky this christmas might i suggest this episode also i guess i'll throw a quick uh tidbit to another christmas horror movie that was actually kind of good called better watch out i won't say much but if you like home alone and you wish that kevin had actually gone through with it that's what that movie's about (laughs) (laughs) what is it called better watch out better watch out well now i have to look that one up yeah definitely look that one up but yeah so that was my second pick uh i'll give an honorary quick mention to the simpsons episode grift of the magi simply because i love what they did with the whole furby thing in that episode but uh yeah i'll leave it at that let's move on to our next pick grimy Celebrate Valentine's weekend with America's favorite sweetheart. Kevin! He's so little and helpless. All right, guys, so my final pick is Home Alone from 1990. So everybody's pretty familiar with Home Alone, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Starring Macaulay Culkin, an eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he's accidentally left home alone by his family during their Christmas vacation. So yeah, I, I don't feel like there's really much need to go into too much detail about the plot. Everyone pretty much knows what Home Alone is, who's in Home Alone, yada, yada. Um... Which kind of brings me to my next point. I'm supposed to talk about what brings me back to this movie in this spot here. And the fact is it doesn't really feel like, to me anyways, it doesn't feel like Christmas without watching this movie several times throughout the season. Like, it's kind of like with the Christmas story. Like, they have that 24-hour uh, marathon at the end of the Christmas season. And I kind of feel like this would be a really good movie to put in place eventually if they ever decided to uh, opt out of the Christmas story. I don't know about you guys, but personally, I think it would be a good idea. I, I agree, because I don't know why. A Christmas Story is my dad's favorite Christmas movie. And okay. when we watched it, I was like, why is this your favorite Christmas movie? Is there something you want to talk about? Like, what's going on? Because it was just <laughs> long and boring. And Home Alone is like the complete opposite of that. So I agree. Yeah, I could see that. I tell you what, I actually just watched The Christmas Story yesterday. And it's been like a couple of years since I have watched it. I kind of get it now. But uh, yeah, I still like Home Alone better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was always, I really did like A Christmas Story for a long time. I think I just got that cultural fatigue where, like, when I was watching it as a kid, it felt like nobody else was watching it, and then it felt like the world caught up, and I was like, oh, you're doing that thing where we're going to burn this into the ground, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can I can see from that angle. I tell you what, I've tried to get my girlfriend to watch A Christmas Story several times, and it's like pulling teeth. Every five seconds, I look over, and she's on TikTok, and I'm like, okay, so we're just going to turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just turn on literally anything else. We'll turn on Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's exactly what we usually do. But, um, yeah, so uh, throughout the movie, there's... Um, Kevin McAllister, who is played by Macaulay Culkin, he uh, sets up all of these different traps and stuff, and it's it's you know it's really silly. I've got a question for both of you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there's that famous scene where he's home alone. And he's still enjoying being home alone because yeah. there's no burglars anywhere to be found, <laughs> and he goes to the top of their uh, very big beautiful staircase with a sled, 
and he sleds down the stairs right out the front door onto the front lawn. Did either of you ever try that when you were a kid? Uh, well, I, I'm from Georgia, so snow wasn't something that we really get like around this time. <laughs> um, but, That's true. <laughs> but I've tried the kind of like sliding down using an object like under me on the steps. Uh, yeah. didn't get nearly as much velocity as Kevin got, uh, or fun <laughs> really, but I, I did try it. So I understand the appeal, but it didn't quite work out the same. <laughs> and Grimey, how about you? So we had a carpeted staircase where I used to live when we were kids and, uh, we didn't okay. necessarily slide down them with like a, a sled or anything like that. But what we did do was like, we would lay flat on our stomachs with like our okay. feet pointing towards the floor like down down the stairs and we would slide down it okay so the only reason i ask this is because i have a younger cousin uh he's about 10 years younger than me okay and uh a while ago he saw this movie for the first time and decided that he was going to do what kevin McAllister did <laughs> and he grabbed his sled and he went to the top of the stairs and uh he didn't realize that he couldn't just turn because the door uh, at the bottom of the stairs was about two feet to the right of the staircase. Oh. And uh, he just sledded right down and smashed right into the wall. And uh, <laughs> somehow we got in trouble because we introduced him to the movie. So I just figured that was a fun little tidbit to throw in there. Very nice. Yeah, you know, uh, this kind of movie... <laughs> It's one of the ones that, like, I can see where this puts a lot of ideas into different kids' heads. Like, when I watched it, I wanted to go shopping by myself for the first time. Like, I saw Kevin McAllister do it, so I wanted to. I wanted to shoot a BB gun, you know. I uh, wanted to have cheese pizza all to myself. Just stupid shit like that. And uh, the one big thing, actually, is uh, the zip line at the end. Do you remember the zip True. line spot? Like, I always, yeah. I've seen that, and all of a sudden, I'm a huge fan of zip lines, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, they really did a great job at making it into, like, a kid's wonderland, yeah. his house. Like, yeah. that's, I wanted to eat the ice cream that he was eating when he was watching uh, Angels with Filthy Souls because it looked like the best ice cream that anybody's ever eaten. Oh, ever. yeah, this is a giant mountain. Yeah, now I watch it, I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wanted to eat the mac and cheese because for some reason his mac and cheese looked better than anybody else's. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then he just left it there. It, you know, it looked so delicious. Yeah. And then the, the robbers came and he's like, ah, I don't have time for mac and cheese now, so. Yeah, yeah, really a shame. Yeah. Really. But anyhow... Um, so I, I have three little trivia, uh, whatchamacallits here. Um, so the first one, it said that Joe Pesci, uh, the guy who plays Harry, purposefully avoids Calkin, so he thinks that he's mean in real life. So it's like a way to keep the reactions authentic. Oh gosh, that's kind of, I mean, I get <laughs> it, it's kind of kind of awful it's a little sadistic yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit like purposefully like i just can't even imagine uh how it went like what did he do did he just like stare at him from across the room for like the whole time or like i don't i don't know what all this entails he does like the throat slitting motion <laughs> away every time he yeah. sees him and shows the gold tooth Go next kid <laughs> yeah so i thought that was pretty interesting one little shout out uh, in Buzz's room. You know, Buzz has the coolest room ever. Uh, there is a Boglin on Buzz's shelf. 
I don't know if you know what Boglins are. I, I don't. You don't? Do you know what Boglins are, Derek? Yes, you've uh, told me a few times what Boglins are. Uh, little little goblin puppets for puppets. Puppets. <laughs> little goblin puppets for your hands that were popular in the '80s. Am I correct? Yep, absolutely. They're kind of like think of go- uh, Boglins as like uh, a Muppet, but like I don't know. It's like almost a gremlin mixed with a Muppet. And it's like almost like you could use these in a movie without having to doctor them up at all. And uh, yeah, they come in cages. You can put your hand up through underneath the cage if you want to keep it in the cage. And uh, the eyes move and stuff is rubbery. Uh, If you haven't seen them before, definitely look them up after this. You'll be blown away by them. I just, I love how you describe that. That just sounded so natural to you, but to an outside listener, it's so weird. You're like, yeah, they're in cages. They're like rubber. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. Listen, listen, it was the 80s, all right? <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that was uh, the second trivia. And then my third isn't necessarily, I don't know if you'd call it trivia or not. And I don't usually delve into fan theories too often, but this one was too good not to bring up. So uh, there's a fan theory and like this theory has blown up so big that a lot of people believe it to be true that um uncle frank was kind of like this mastermind behind the wet bandits he like hired them to come and rob the place while they were out on vacation i could kind of see that i I mean he was just yeah well he liked to steal right we found that out on the plane yes found out that those glasses were crystal and he was trying to get his wife to put them in her purse it's real crystal put them in your purse (laughs) <laughs> put put it put it put it put it in your purse yeah yeah i could i could see that he just seems like he doesn't fit in that family do you think that that's well does he ever say it is that an actual brother or is that a brother-in-law you know i'm not 100 percent sure i have i couldn't uh i can't speak with authority on that one so i'll have to look up after okay. this yeah yeah either way uncle frank biggest jerk in cinema uh 10 out of 10 hate him Oh, yeah, he's a complete dick. <laughs> so, anyways, that was my second final pick. Bobby, would you like to go? Are you tired of the same old Christmas shows? Well, so are the Simpsons. Hey, Santa, what's shaking, man? That's why America's funniest new family is starring in their very own Christmas comedy. When do we get paid? They're coming to save so my my last pick is uh, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Uh, this is the first episode ever of The Simpsons. It was released or premiered in 1989. Um, so I'm a big Simpsons fan. Uh, I think you guys are too, right? Yeah, and I just wanted to stop you really quick. Uh, so this is, we are recording as of the 18th, and the 17th was yesterday. It aired 32 years ago yesterday. Wow. So happy anniversary, Simpsons. Happy anniversary. Wow, what timing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, really perfect. Um, well, I chose this one because it's like classic Simpsons episode. It's not my favorite holiday like Simpsons episode. That's fair. Um, my favorite is Marge Be Not Proud uh, from season seven, I think. Season seven, episode 11. And I don't mean to cut in, <laughs> but I'm just going to say you are nothing if not consistent. And do you know why I'm saying that, Bobby? Why? You wrote an article for us a couple of years ago. Wow. And I just pulled it up. Yes, <laughs> on our website. I just pulled it up and you have... Um, what did you say? Simpsons roasting on an open fire? Yes. 
you have that at number three, and then at number one you have Marge not be proud or be not proud. Wow. So yeah, you are right on the money there. <laughs> so you guys know that I'm not lying. I'm not making this up because there's not lying. There's article right. proof. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I. I like this one just with like because it's the first, but I think I have like and let me know if like I'm alone on this, but I kind of have trouble going back and watching like season one and two because it's so different from the rest of the series. And be it like there's a lot of different points in the series where like one season is incredibly different than the other. But I feel like those two just as far as the pacing and the humor and kind of the general um feel of the writing it's just so different but every once oh, in a yeah. while yeah i'll yeah, i'll be drawn absolutely. to like a season one or season two episode um yeah for for me it's like season three through ten that's kind of where i hover around the most. sweet spot that is the sweet spot i do have a theory though that season 19 is like a lost like great simpsons season so Highly. really yeah interesting it's really good hmm. it's really good i will have to dip into that because i kind of watched straight up through maybe a season after the simpsons movie and then fell off for a bit then tried again for a bit like in the early 20 seasons and then kind of fell off again so Season 19, I'll have to check that out. It's it's really good because I, I don't, like, I've gone back and kind of dipped into a lot of different seasons just to get a feel for things. And there are certain seasons where I'm like, there's really nothing here for me. Like, the season 11, 10, 12, 13, I'm like, eh, there's not really many classic episodes. But as you get into the high teens, early 20s, there's some, there's a few gems. But season 19 as, like, a holistic season is is pretty good so highly recommend going to look at that but anyways <laughs> simpsons roasting on an open fire uh so really quick synopsis on the episode uh it's a not so merry christmas for the simpsons mr burns plans to cut christmas bonuses uh marge has to spend the family's christmas savings to erase a tattoo that bart got uh that he thought would be a really good christmas present which i pr- i feel like is probably the funniest part of that episode um, and when Homer learns about that, uh, that he won't be getting a Christmas bonus, things just get a little bit difficult uh, for the family. Uh, honestly, this is probably the first and last time that they really touched upon the Simpsons uh, financial troubles because somehow they are upper, lower middle class, but they still are able to have like a lot of really extravagant things. It's really an interesting concept. So my fun fact about this episode is that it's technically it wasn't supposed to be the first episode of the series the first episode of the series was supposed to be uh some enchanted evening that was technically the first episode produced um but i think through kind of like some production kind of snafus and mumbo jumbo whatever Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire was the first one. Um, And I think Some Enchanted Evening is the episode with the babysitter, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. Well, Mrs. Botts. Botts? I think it's Botts. Botts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the one that has, like, the notorious, like, squash and stretch, like, classy chupo 
style of animation that looks nothing like the rest of the series (laughs) yes exactly um but yeah so that's it's really it wasn't supposed to be the first one um and it kind of makes sense because like it's weird to have a holiday special as the first episode yeah yep that was i was just gonna say that it is an awful ballsy move for them to start off with a christmas episode so strange but uh yeah that makes a lot more sense to me Mm mm-hmm and but honestly i feel like it's kind of started a trend because there's not a ton of tv shows that have done like holiday themed episodes as their first but like i definitely think it's like a classic case of like simpsons did it where Mm -hmm. like the simpsons did it first and then people followed (laughs) yes exactly setting the trend of simpsons did it that's (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah they right off the their first foot out the door simpsons did it Mm -hmm. i mean i can't disagree with that uh, but I think the thing that this episode is most known for is just how different the characters and even just like the sets and backgrounds look. Um, so in this episode, Barney is a blonde. So he has like he's all basically one color um, and they eventually changed that because they wanted to kind of keep up the theory, I guess, that only the Simpson family like have the kind of. I guess it would be blonde, like with Bart and Lisa, like having basically like no hairlines. Yeah, their heads yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. They have like right. head hair pretty much. Um, yeah. So they changed that like after this episode. So Barney like gets brown hair. Um, Moe's notoriously looks very different. Uh, like the walls are blue instead of like, I think they're like green. I'm going off of memory at this point, but I think they're like green and purple. Um, so Moe's looks very different. Moe as a character is very different. Um, he's not quite as a uh, loose cannon as he as he gets <laughs> throughout the right. throughout the series, and then eventually becomes like a very like love sick type of guy, which is very strange. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think also, I think this is the episode notoriously that has uh, Black Smithers. I'm pretty sure. Like Smithers was black and then they like changed him. I think you're right. Yeah, it was either that or I can't remember if it was the um, the company picnic one. It's either one of those two. Yeah. But, uh, I will say, just going back quickly, I kind of really do like how Moe's looks here. It, it's a very unique look for that bar, mm-hmm. especially it's just not divey at all yeah. the way that mose that we know came to be it's just uh it's very interesting and it's kind of a, an aesthetic all its own which is kind of cool it is it's pretty it's pretty sweet um i don't know i i like it i i like that it looks a little bit more warm and, and cozy and you're right it doesn't look quite as divey as it like <laughs> like eventually becomes yeah, as yeah. the seasons go on but yeah so do you guys have a favorite like Simpsons Christmas episode or is this your favorite? Oh man. Well, definitely not my favorite. I'm right there with you. Um I I, I kind of agree with you on your article here and what you just said of Marge Be Not Proud. That is a great episode. One that I like because I, I always had those Simpsons DVDs growing up, like the Christmas. I think they're called Christmas with the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, so I would watch those on loop. I just mentioned not too long ago the episode Grift of the Magi. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fun one because it starts with uh, Bart breaking his tailbone and needing a butt cast. Uh, <laughs> and then you find out that the school isn't up to code, so they have to uh, get a bunch of handicap accessible 
things to bring the school up to code, but the mob does all the work, so you find out that the uh, ramps and everything are just made out of breadcrumbs (laughs) because they're Italian. (laughs) Uh, And that all just sort of leads to uh, the school having to close because it has no funding and then being run by a toy company. Uh, So it's just a really kind of zany, uh, crazy Christmas episode that ends with Gary Coleman, which is (laughs) unexpected and really great. But uh, I think that there really aren't that many bad Simpsons Christmas episodes. Uh, Well, actually, I don't even know if I'd say that any are bad. I would just say that there are ones that are better than others. Um, If you can find those Simpsons Christmas DVDs, if you still collect like physical media, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's one other one where they go to a dude ranch. Don't remember the name of it. But it's very unconventional and it's very good. I also recommend that one. It's really good. Remy? Nice. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. Um, the first episode is the only Christmas uh, episode I've ever watched of The Simpsons. Um, typically, when I do watch The Simpsons, it's around Halloween time. And I can throw on each and every one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes. So I'm, I'm at a complete loss with this one. But in any case, I do really like the first episode. Uh, it is... Like you said, it's it's a lot different than uh, the rest of the series. It's kind of like the art style. It's, you could tell it's just like it's the beginning of the show. They're just getting their, their style kind of where they want it to be. Um, even the humor in it, like you said, it's, it's kind of different from the later series. Um, but yeah, I, I still really like this one. I love how you deflected right off the bat. You're like, I haven't seen many, but I love this first one because you knew I was going to yell at you because I always yell at you. How do you not see more Simpsons? Come on. So man. like I've seen a lot of Simpsons. Don't get me wrong. So this one is just like really easy to find. It's the first episode. And plus I have the VHS tape well, of it. True. But that's true. When so that's my excuse for watching it during the season. So I don't like really openly go up and like search for all the other Christmas episodes. But like I do happen upon them when it's out of season, and by that point I'm just like, eh, I'm not gonna watch this now. I'll wait. True. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to make you a Simpsons Christmas episode list along with all the other lists that I'm making you. Apparently, <laughs> she's gonna make you one big master list. I'm completely down with that. Give me something to all do. Right. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, you got me thinking really quickly about that, um, the Dude Ranch episode, the Dude Ranch Christmas episode. Yeah. The only reason why I like that episode is because Jonathan Taylor Thomas guest stars in it. That's oh my God. I forgot <laughs> that JTT was on that. JTT. Oh, wow. I had a big JTT phase when it was like. <laughs> like probably 10 years after like he was like massively successful right like in middle school i was like that's that's my boy when i was watching home improvement for some reason i was like wow he's amazing and so that's how i discovered that episode (laughs) (laughs) you go to school you're like hey you guys ever heard of this hottie jtt and they're like he's 40 now (laughs) you're like well it doesn't change the fact that he was hot back then Pretty much. Like, people are like, um, you mean Simba from The Lion King? Like, yeah. He's super hot, guys. <laughs> uh, JTT, if you're listening, where you at, boy? <laughs> Hope you're well. He's, he's totally listening, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, you never know. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's been our episode about some of our favorite Christmas specials. I had a wonderful time. What about you, Grimy? 
Absolutely. I had a great time. And I'd like to thank Bobby for joining us with this one. You are our second guest, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, yeah. This Absolutely. Was, this was a blast, guys. Thanks for having me on. This was so fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. And I'm glad that, uh, as I mentioned previously, you're very consistent in your Simpsons views. <laughs> we're going to have you back on at some point in the future, and we're going to test that. <laughs> Oh, Third time's a charm. If you can stick with the the same Simpsons Christmas being your favorite three times in a row, we're golden. <laughs> I, I think I can do that. All right. Well, Bobby, again, thank you for coming on. Can you please plug anything and everything that you would like to plug? Where can we follow you? Any projects that you're excited about that are coming up? Yeah. Um, so if you want to keep up with me anywhere on the internet, you can follow me at The Afternoon Special over on Instagram as well as TikTok. Um, support your local TikTokers during the holiday season because views are, are down and it's really hard on us. Um, so please watch a video or two. But um, you can follow me over on Twitter at Hi I'm Bobby. Um, the Hi I'm Bobby podcast is currently on hiatus because I'm a one woman show and I'm tired. So we will be back <laughs> the first week of January with brand new episodes and all that jazz and coming soon in 2022, hopefully sometime in January. But honestly, I don't know, uh, is the afternoon special on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. But yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, you've got two subscribers right here, right off the bat, and I'm sure thousands of others over on TikTok just waiting for you. So, uh-huh. but we will echo that sentiment. We're all tired. Yes, <laughs> we are we all are. very tired. So <laughs> I think we're going to take this opportunity to wish everybody very happy holidays, happy new year, uh, and leave us alone. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Let us just take a break. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I am Derek from It's Dem Boys and itsdemboys.com. I am Grimy from Retroplasm. And we are wishing you a very Merry Christmas. But not you, Uncle Frank. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Yeah. Jingle bells chime in, jingle bell time. Boom. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. Square. In the frosty air. What a bright time, it's the right time to rock the night away. Away. Jingle bell time is the swell time to go gliding in a one horse sleigh. Get up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle around the clock. Mix and mingle in a jingling beat. That's the jingle bell rock.